0: QuickGoal, the official goal of soccer, presents QuickChat, a quick-hitting interview series with some of the top people from around the soccer world. We discover how coaches got to their position and advice they give to a younger self. Welcome to QuickChat. Hello everyone to QuickChats. I'm Eric Imler. I am joined today by Nicole Brower, who was the Quick Goal slash Club Champions League 2019 Women's Coach of the Year. How are we doing, Nicole?
1: I'm good. I'm good. Thank you.
0: Share with us, Nicole, your, we kind of like to call it the coaching pathway. How you got from where you might have started, kind of start where you were as a possibly a player, you know, to the end of those days to getting into coaching. Tell us that story.
1: Going going way back how I got into soccer, it wasn't the more traditional pathway um, that I know a lot of American kids play youth and club soccer. I didn't get into soccer until my early teens when my family moved to Italy. And up until that point, I was an athletic kid. I played all the American sports, but I never played soccer. And we were living in a city um, in northern Italy that was an hour away from the American base And there is no other sport to play but soccer. So one of the first phrases I learned was, um, can I play? I joined in with um, the local Italians, all all boys, um, because just at the time, none of the girls played. um, And I started playing and, oh my God, I fell in love with it. It became just a huge part of my life um, from that day forward. Um, It was a sport that I played. My first full-time job was as a soccer director, um, which I kept for over 20 years. Um, I actually met my husband on a co-ed soccer team. Oh, both, my, cool. both my daughters played. Um, and all through that, that whirlwind of me playing all the time, um, I really never considered coaching until my youngest daughter um, started taking soccer a little more seriously. And the club that she played for asked if I would coach her travel team. So I got my foot in the door as a parent coach and I was just really fortunate to have a club that was very supportive. Um, from the beginning, um, they um, you know, offered me to take my licenses. So I went down that pathway. I did my uh, couple of diplomas with United Soccer Coaches, which was NSCAA at the time, and got my licenses. And after the second year, um, the club brought me on staff. Um, so as a paid coach, um, and I've been doing that for the last 15 years. So. I kind of look at it in two parts, you know, Italy gave me that love for playing soccer. And then just that first year of coaching, um, I, I love it. I feel so fortunate that I get to do it every day. It's, it's definitely been something um, that's been a big part of my life.
0: Getting into coaching was, was the uh, kind of a licensing pathway Uh, really encouraged to you by your environment that you were in saying, hey, you got to go get your licenses or is it something you kind of stumbled into? Is it something you sought out?
1: The club that I was with a pretty big club and I was lucky, um, you know, I I don't Looking back, I realize now, but one of the mentors, the coach um, in my age group was a female coach. um, And she's the one who encouraged me, you know, like you need to get your licenses. She's like, you know, this is, you know, if this is something you want to do, you know, start off with, um, you know, we, uh, I think the first um, overnight license I did was the national diploma um, and just really started from there. And then um, with the C and the B, and now I'm working on my A.
0: Sure. Can you highlight one of your best coaching experiences?
1: Yeah. So um, I have had a lot of great ones, obviously, because I love it, but I think I would have to say, Um, I was asked to, um, coach high school for our local high school and, um, I, anyone who's coached high school knows it's, it's so much different than club soccer. It's a very intense three months. You're with those girls, um, just all the time for that three months, um, And the school that I was asked to coach for hadn't had a lot of success in the previous year. I think the previous season, they had only won two of 14 games. So I came in, you know, not knowing what to expect. Um, And we just really had a dream season. Um, We went undefeated, um, um, went from last in the conference to first. And what made it really special was the boys team at the school had always had success. They had won states the year before. And one of my first practices, I could tell that the girls kind of felt like they were under their shadow. They even told me like, oh, the boys get the best equipment and the boys get the best you know, training times. We share an equipment room and in the room, there's all of these posters of the accolades that the boys had gotten, like the picture of them winning states, and, and there was nothing for the girls. When we started winning, we put these strings of wins together. The school just really got behind us. And to their credit, the boys team did as well. Um, the girls, you know, we our games um, and and results and things like that, and player um, when the players did well, got announced in the morning announcements. Um, you could tell that, you know, the girls just had a lot of pride when they wore their jerseys on those days. Um, yeah it was just, it was a really, it was a special experience. I, I really enjoyed that that first year.
0: What did you do with this group that had never had success and now overnight, flip of a switch, you've got them winning. What'd you do?
1: Yeah. You know, the coach that I took over for, she was, she's a good coach. She was a young coach. I I think they were primed for it. I don't think like I came in and sprinkled any magic. Um, I think that just, a lot of things set up like my junior, um, my junior class had a lot of leadership and just coming in for me, building that team culture was really important. And I had just these great kids to lean on to do that. And so I, I think it was a lot of that and a lot of, you know, with that team culture and team team building it's um, having self-belief those girls we started winning games and you know and that was that belief that we could win and then when we strung that we hadn't lost we hadn't lost it you know it was motivating to the girls that they put everything into games so it was a lot of that
0: is there is there any one tactic that just you knew from the start hey I, I don't know a thing about this team before you got your results we have got to do this Uh, maybe it's we've got to bunker down a little bit more defensively maybe it's we need a second striker up top maybe it's we got to utilize our playmaker to get on the ball more is there anything you saw that you said look this it's got to be this way from day one and this will give us the best chance to get a result
1: we scored a ton of goals from set plays from corners Um, I think our our leading goal scorer um, the majority of her goals came from the same, um, same player took the kick. So she was our leading assist and, um, and, and she had headers in the box. And so we worked a lot on that because that was a very controllable thing. When we had those, we had a lot of success early. So even if um, we weren't maybe um, possessionally in the game, like we weren't, you know, the other team maybe had more possession, that type of thing, we took advantage of those chances that we had and we were, um, we were really successful that way.
0: So as you started getting some success, did you did the players identify it? Maybe I'm sure you identified it earlier than the players did, but then is it something that you kind of brought to their attention? Hey, we are really successful in set pieces. Just look, look at the last string of games where we've scored X number of goals from restarts. Is it something you kind of brought to their attention, or did you just kind of, hey, we're gonna do what we do? And when we get a set piece, we're gonna continue to try and capitalize on it, but right. is, no, is that something we, um, that
1: happens? No, we definitely, we worked on them. We, we recognized that, that, you know, that was a strength. And, and, and in high school soccer, there's a lot of scouting. And so teams knew that. They knew that about us. You know, they knew this is the player that's scoring all the goals. So we worked on um, plays to get her free, to find her in space to um, maybe not play her and play someone else who would be open in space. So it's something that, um, that we definitely worked on um, and the players kind of bought into as well. Absolutely.
0: That's, that's fantastic. Is there a, well, oh, just a, a bad experience, a worst experience that comes to mind?
1: Yeah. Um, <sighs> I know it is for probably a a lot of coaches. Um, It's a recent one, but I have to say coaching through COVID has just been really tough. And I definitely want to put it in perspective because obviously it's a worldwide pandemic. And on on that end, it's, you know, this is just sport that we're talking about. Um, But it has been tough. Um, My team now, or their u 13 girls, ECNL team. Um, So I have a lot of high achieving elite athletes and they're 13 year old girls. They're super social. Mm -hmm. So when, um, when the shutdown happened, we actually were getting ready. We were training for Jefferson cup, which is a really big tournament here on the East coast. And three days Mm -hmm. before the tournament, everything shut down. The kids went inside and I didn't see them back on the field for four months. Um, that was really hard for me. And even when we got back on the field, it was with masks and distancing, um, and I'm, I'm a hands-on coach, I'm almost literally a hands-on coach. I want to put my arm around a player. I want to get to know her one to, one-on-one. And I, especially with my new players, bringing them in over the summer, it was difficult you know, trying to have that connection. Um, I'm big on, as the point with the high school team, I'm big on team bonding and you know, creating sure. a team culture. We weren't able to do any off-field team bonding. You know, everything was limited to this to Zoom, and all my players—they're still in um, virtual learning. So they would come. You know, they're already doing eight hours a day being on um, being on a screen. So asking sure. them to do more in the evenings is really hard. So, you know, that that definitely has um, has been a struggle. Yeah, it's yeah. been tough for me. I'm sure yeah. for a lot of coaches.
0: Yeah, we've heard that one. That's that's yeah. been common. It's tough to. Uh... It's tough to navigate. How about, is there is there one special player that stuck out over all these years that just, wow, that was just a special special time coaching this player?
1: Yeah, I, um, I've had a lot of great players, but I would go back to that. Um, my captain from my high school team that first year, her name's Abby Downey. Um, she was um, like kind of player every coach would want to have. She just was, she was a natural leader. Um, she led by example. She led with her voice. Um, and she was an incredible athlete, and it's kind of funny, um, I didn't even realize until her senior year when it was senior night, and they announced her GPA, that she also was a genius, Mm -hmm. like she, I think, was second in the class, a Victorian, Um, and um, she ended up going and playing D1, and she's now, she joined the Air Force and is in medical school and is engaged, so she's just, um, she just really, like, she attacked life, um, and it was really nice to have, and as a coach, um, you know, we all want those players that, um, you know, she just was the full package, you know, um, and really made training, and and being a coach really a lot of fun.
0: I know for me as a coach over the years, my, uh, I feel like my training library, you know, all I wanted to do in the beginning was just fill those bookshelves with all these different training ideas, and games, and and as, as I've gotten to be an old man and an old fogey in these, in these coaching days, my library just continues oh. to shrink and I, uh, the, the training games I turn to are, are fewer and fewer. Is there a training game that Coach Brower turns to all the time and is just a favorite? Can you kind of talk us through what that training game is, what it looks like, and more importantly, why
1: yeah I have a, um I have a lot of games I I like um my practices to to make sure that they're being competitive. So um I I think that we play a game, um, we call it the Barcelona game, just because um, I I like to just name my things so that when I tell the girls, this is a game we're gonna play, they know what it is. They can, you know, help get it set up and everything. And it's a transition game. It's just a quick target transition game where the girls have to control the ball in tight spaces. Mm -hmm. I'm, um, I like, I put a big focus on their technical skills, their um, ability to play out of those congested areas, um, comfort on the ball, just field vision to be able to see ahead. So for me, that game I've always liked because the targets are the targets are one touch. So not only you know, so they're actively involved because as the ball is coming to them, they need to be have that vision to see where the ball needs to be going next. Plus, they have yeah. to have that run off the ball to connect with a target going the other way. Um, and just a nice shout out to Quick Goal. Um, I use the mini cones for it, oh, <laughs> which sure. are great because, especially now with COVID, I have to carry everything myself. Um, I don't, I can't let the the players carry stuff for me, so I carry those out. Um, and another game I use actually with the mini cones, and this is just um, a trick that I've done over the years, especially coaching when I coach the younger teams. Um, they come in all the different colors. And somewhere along the line, I got two pink cones, I only have two. And so we'll do relays, or we'll do um, competitions. And at the end, um, if there's like six teams, and they're all doing some kind of, you know, footwork with the ball, or relays, and that kind of thing, the end goal is to get the pink cones, only two can win, because they all want that pink cone. Um, And it's, it's actually turned out really fun. It's like been this special thing that, yeah. that it, it, you know, it makes the girls want to be competitive, um, which they are, um, but it just makes the, and it makes the practice fun, which is a huge, definitely a huge deal and something I want to make sure I'm doing.
0: Excellent. If you were looking back on your run as a coach, what advice would you give to the young Nicole Brower, the early days, what would you tell her now?
1: I think I've, I've heard it said a lot of different ways. You don't know what you don't know. And I think so many times when I was younger, I thought I had it all, you know, I had it all figured out and um, there was nothing more to learn and that kind of thing. And now, um, even now um, doing my A license, there's just, there's so much still to learn. Like I find like sports science and analytics, I think are really um, changing, the, changing the sport in a good way. Um, and there's a lot to learn there. Um, so I definitely think I would tell my younger self, you know, just, um, make sure you're always trying to learn, you're trying to learn new things. You're, you're figuring new things out. Cause, um, I definitely, as I've gotten older, I realize I still don't know it all.
0: Yeah. I I'm, I'm constantly trying to watch different age groups, different programs, training sessions, and there's a nugget out there all the time. You know, the, you know, it could be a game that you used all the time and. You see someone take a different twist on it, change it just slightly, and it brings out something completely different than you would have ever thought.
1: Yeah, Um, absolutely.
0: I agree with you 100%. Well, listen, thank you so much for the time. This is great to hear your story. Um, Congratulations again on Coach of the Year. Um, Fantastic honor. And hopefully we can do this again if you're up for it.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I definitely have to say a big thank you to Quick Goal for um, sponsoring, um, you know, sponsoring this award and also sponsoring me with my A license. Um, It's it's a big deal. I I definitely appreciate it. Um, So thank you.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Nicole, and we'll see you again down the road.
1: Okay, sounds good.